You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, and tonight I'm joined by two guests for the first time in a while. It's uh, John and Andy. Hi guys. Evening. Evening. Welcome back, Andy. Yes, thanks. Uh, sorry, I haven't been able to uh, join in the last few weeks. Uh, various bits and pieces, obviously. The uh, Inverness Aberdeen last Monday and uh, transfer deadline days recently as well. So uh, the Monday slot's been quite a busy one, but uh, pesky work. Yeah, get away. Aye, uh, pretty much, pretty much. We're outside the Florida on the Monday for a change as well. Tuesday's been regular recently. Yeah. All right. Oh, that that goes there. There goes my excuse then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you should have got a mum tonight. I know. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about when you, know, you used to have to do PE in your pants if you never uh, brought your kit, but I don't even want to go down that image. <laughs> it's like the whole newsfeed up. What <laughs> the news on TV, and you only you can see the top half. What they wearing? They just wearing maybe a pair of tracky bottoms or that, or what they wearing in the lower half. <laughs> To be fair, we, we do this audio only, so who knows what everybody in this podcast is wearing right now. Exactly. This is taking a creepy turn to start with. It's not a weekend, I've just got my normal clothes on. Ah, there you go then. No high heels and suspenders. Nah. As a podcast title. <laughs> Shall we get started properly? Actually, do we really want to get started? Because usually we start with the, 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 the charity bit and that was a bit of a disaster this weekend. Um, as I tweeted uh, on Saturday, uh, Elgin City got humped. Now, they didn't quite get humped as much as I thought they got humped because when I tweeted that, my uh, Sky Sports app had just told me it was 4 0. By the time I tweeted it, they'd corrected it to be an own goal when it was actually 3 <laughs> 1. So I thought it was uh, worth telling in the podcast. But yeah, it was a, a bit of a, a bit of a messy podcast. We, we did have East Fife who won 1 0. But um, of the, the three teams that we bet on, two of them lost because the other one was Hearts. And I'm sure yeah. we'll come on to that later on. Hearts, Dundee's in a weak heart. Losing it, Dundee United. Uh, I mean, who does that? I know. Not many teams, let me tell you. Yes. No. Uh, (laughs) The the, the start down the round, I don't know if it's still applies now, but the start down the round was that Habs had beaten more top flight teams than than Dundee United because they've been knocking them out of cups. Probably have, have, I. I don't know if that's still accurate now with with Dundee United off the weekend there. Maybe it'll be. Might not be, might, might, don't know. Dundee United won four, four games. Four apiece, yeah. And whereas, I mean, Hibs beat, uh, you know, three teams to get to the League Cup final, three Premiership teams, uh, and obviously they've now beaten Hearts in the Scottish Cup, so must be four. four But was Hibs Hibs still got a fast if they beat Ross County, obviously? Yes, but Hibs could get yes, sacked as well, depending on how the cup goes. The, the Scottish Funnily enough, yeah, yeah. Dundee United is not games against Ross County. If if you work on it as percentages, then I think Hibs are one hundred, and Dundee United are a fair <laughs> bit short of that from their number of attempts that they've had to try and beat top flight teams this season. Yeah, ever so slightly shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we may as well start off in the, the third division because we just we, we just mentioned Elgin City and East Fife. Um, this the, this division is getting ridiculous as far as tightness goes because that's East Fife now moved top. Uh, well, 
they've got 10 games left to the end of the season now. They're on 44 points. Elgin City, Aye. the second on 43, but have a game in hand. Queen's Park and Annan, have a game in hand when they're both on 38. There's games in hand all over the place. Yeah. Quite yes. especially with four games in hand. I think Partick Thistle in the top division are something similar. Yeah, they are, yeah, because they've had so many games called off at Far Hill at home. Yeah, although that's not really been... I mean, that can't really be the excuse for Clyde because they've got an artificial pitch, so I think it must be there. Maybe quite a lot of those games are away from home, in their case. Could be, yes. Um, Either that or maybe they've clashed with cup results, maybe. I'm sure there's something along those lines that Clyde games postponed the cup games. Yeah. Can't say why, though. Well, it's quite a bit special good in the cup. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah. Should be them, but uh, yeah, no, they, they do have. I think they have played less games than, than any other team in that league. Uh, Elgin are now joint favourites with East Fife. They're both 2 on. Yeah, it was, a, it was an off day for Elgin, of course, on, on Saturday, but um, yeah, I mean, like, like you mentioned there, Chris, they do have a, a game in hand, and this is the first time in a number of weeks. That they've they've been knocked off the, the top, um, you know it's been excellent, excellent form by uh, by Elgin. Uh, and they remain unbeaten at home, which is their best best streak they've, they've been on since they've been in the in the league. So um, I'm sure as long as that continues and they can still pick up the odd have we win in that in that league, um, they'll be firmly in in contention. They won't be far away at all. I think. It's the sort of league that most teams seem to be really strong at home in. Um, so, you know, you see a lot of home victories in, in that league in particular. Um, so anything you can do on the on the road really does make up for quite a lot, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, just taking you above the the average, if you if you like. The thing they've got going for them as well is in terms of you're speaking about the home form, they've got uh, East Fife for playing three more home games. That season in the league. All oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. So, so nah, they've, they've still got a few more to go than I suppose they're what look at the minute like they're their nearest challengers. Yeah, because their away form has been not that great. They've only won four out of fourteen. Elgin, you mean? Or... Yeah, Elgin. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it, they, they went on a, a pretty horrendous streak. Uh, I think it was seven league games without a win, and that was sort of between August and November, December kind of time. Uh, and it just seemed as if it was the polar opposite of their their home form, which was outstanding. But yeah, uh, they they have kind of gone some way towards making making that better in, in recent weeks. And um, you know their their squad is you know got real quality in it as well. The the latest signings, Stephen Ross, who was at Ross County in the Premiership last season, uh, didn't quite work out for him at Dumbarton. But you know it's, it adds to. What is already a very competitive squad that they've they've got, particularly in the, the kind of attacking areas. Aye, they've got a favourable match at the weekend as well because they play bottom side East Stirling while Queens Park are at home to yeah. East Fife. So well, you say that, but they lost to Montrose at the weekend. They did. They did. against East Stirling. Yeah, I suppose. What, what I didn't realise until I spoke to Jameer last week though was that uh, Montrose actually have the second best home form in that league. Um, so I, I I didn't know that myself until I, you know Jeff Weir told me, but um, you know that that obviously given where they are in the league, uh, maybe just shows you how I suppose how how good or how important you know the away form is as well. Or, you know on top of that, because uh, you know if you if you 
got the second best home form in the league and you know you're only sitting mid table then um you know there's obviously something on the road that's dragging you dragging you back same could be probably said for most of the teams in League Two there with the away form. You're only East Fife in Queen's Park have got a positive record. Yeah. So uh, certainly a very, very tight league. Anyone can beat anyone as they as they say. And frequently do. So why we keep betting it, I've no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Home wins is what we're needing here. Home wins. That's that that's that's that seems to be the banker now, so we need to keep that in mind when we do the charity bet later on. Um <laughs> speaking of charity bet Moving on to League One, the other bet that we had was in Rory McAllister being the first goal scorer. Um, sadly, I don't, th- I don't think Rory McAllister even got in the score seat this weekend. Oh, I never had that. No. It was uh, Ryan Strachan get the opening goal in the game, uh, which Peterhead went on to win 3 2. McIntosh and Redmond get another two goals for Peterhead. Great result for them again. That's 14 unbeaten in the league now. Yep. Uh, absolutely wonderful form by uh, Jim McIntosh's side. They're, uh, they're another team with a lot to look forward to what, with the Petrofat Cup final places being up for grabs. Yeah, um, yep. and they're obviously still well on the hunt for the... Well, I suppose they're technically in a title race with Dunfermline, but it's looking more... Technically, more realistically, yeah, they're looking at... So they're still looking at playoffs, place. which is... Just, yes. And, and in the form they're in, you wouldn't really bet against them. Not at all, no. And they, that League One's a little bit different in... That there is a bit of distance between, you know, Peterhead in second and the cut-off point for the, yeah, for the playoffs. I think yeah, they've, I mean, you've got real sixteen behind them now. now they've got yeah, over, three games in hand over a match. So. Um, two points before between fourth and seventh. Yeah, and that yes. Way. So the, the the fourth place seems to be up for grabs. You would imagine it would be Peterhead there and someone else. Yeah. And Air, Air, Air have managed to get a, a win, which is almost a surprise in that division. Now, I know it was a home to Forfar, who are badly in need of a decent result at this point, given their yeah. kind of drift of cow and beast as well. They're still a point ahead of breaking, but it's only a point. It's not a good go. season for the Angus teams, it's fair to say. No, no, it's certainly not. You never know, there could, there could well be four of them in League 2 next season at this rate. Well, we're always talking about regional leagues. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what they have in mind. <laughs> yes, I. I read an article. Oh, sorry, sorry. I read an article. Interesting start with that league is done firmly. They're unbeaten in the last eleven away from home in the league. So that's impressive stuff as well. Yeah, that's making a big difference for them. I think they're consistent away at home and away, especially away. Ah, they've only lost one away in the league. I mean, I saw them firmly. Um, in the game up at Victoria Park, the replay. Uh, very impressed with them. Uh, by all accounts, they were even better in the in the game at East End Park, which I wasn't at. But yeah, the, the highlights, highlights suggested the was um, a good game, and I think I think there was one Ross County won the replay, wasn't it? It was, yeah, and it was a late goal at that. You know, they they more than held their own fitness wise, and uh, you know had a few glimpses of goal as well. Um, I really. Really fond of what uh, what's been done there, and look forward to them uh, inevitably being in the in the championship next season because that's um, you know they've, they've got more than enough about them to, to, to hold their own in that league. That's yeah. for sure. A few the... match winners, which is a main thing, a big thing as well. They've got a few match winners as well. Yeah, players can get goals. A lot of our teams in that league are able to get kind of one player that will get them goals, whereas they've got a few. And they're certainly a, they're a well-supported team, like we've mentioned in our podcast before. So, they're, they're one of the, the teams we'd like to see higher up the division. 
given their, their backing. Definitely, yeah. The fact that they've managed to stay full time all the way through their troubles is, uh, it's uh, you know, impressive, yeah. credit to them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know. You, um, you know, they've been. So Airdrie, Airdrie, I suppose we're going full time next season. That's right. Yes, they're, they're going to become the second League One team to to do that. I'm not sure if that's taken effect already or if it's at the end. I of think the it season. was just. I think it's the start of next season we're talking about. Yes, aye. Uh, another team that has the potential to. Uh, you know, to really go places if they're if they're run correctly. Definitely, and they're still uh, what they are, and the, they're in the, the fourth spot uh, in the, the division at the moment. So they're still in the hunt for that that playoff spot. So uh, there's an outside chance they could do. Uh, don't one and the other they could both go up. So you might you might have no full time teams in this in the league one. Yes, the bench goes down, I suppose. Got to be a good thing though if you've got full time teams and you know spread across three tiers of of, of your game. Uh, I suppose that's the one thing that you know maybe teams that are at the bottom end of the championship kind of have to be realistic and and scale down. And and, and there are teams in the championship that are part time, of course. But yeah, um, it's always there's always a bit of fear about what can what the implications of. I suppose even if you're in the Premiership and you you drop down and spend a few years in the in the championship, the implications can seem a bit frightening. Uh, part time football is often mentioned, and you know. It's, being one of them, and uh, um, you know, it's, it would be good if you know I could be speaking about the majority of, of teams uh, across three tiers being full time. I think that's a bit, it's a bit unrealistic, but uh, no, it's certainly good to good to see that losing your place in the championship by no means spells the end of of uh, you know full time football. Yeah, but Morton full time last year, but they were in League One. I'm not entirely sure about Morton, actually. No. Good oh, question. Shit. Certainly got the kind of fan base, I would say. Yeah, decent support. No, I'm not. I'm really not entirely sure about Morton. Got a funny feeling, yes, because it was only was it one season they were in the in, in League One. Possibly. I think it might have only been the the one season. Can't remember. Yeah. Very good question. <laughs> yeah. I could ask my mate that's a Martin fan. Phone a friend. Yeah, I might do that just now. Yeah. I, I won't phone him though. But, uh... <laughs> uh, well, they lost at the weekend. One, like, one the of life's great mysteries. They did, and uh, St. Mirren are just right on their tails as well. Aye, uh, the, I think the, that's the, the, best. the standout from the, the Martin Falkirk game was the, the news about Conor McGandles. He uh, had a double leg break in that game. So I think that's him done for the, the foreseeable future, unfortunately. That's, he's on loan really lunch, so it's, it's yes. Nice. I'd be surprised if, he, if he's back any time soon. That's that's a horrible injury. Yeah, that could be career-threatening, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose, I mean, the good thing in his case is that he's still a young lad, but uh, I mean, it, it's certainly very important that he makes a, a full recovery from that one. Uh, it's obviously a, a shame for him in his situation as well because he's a young lad that's made the move deservedly so down to, to Norwich and yeah. um, did so last season when they were still in the championship and I suppose the fact that they've been promoted to the, the Premier League would make it all the more difficult for him to, to you know break through in a similar way to perhaps Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth, he's now on loan at Ipswich in the, in the championship mm-hmm. um, he'll have made that move to, to Falkirk, you know, hoping to thrive in familiar surroundings and you know, try and um, 
you know get us, get get himself back into the picture, and and so for this injury to come at this particular stage is oh shocking for him. Really, really feel bad for him. Yeah, he certainly has been playing pretty well for Falkirk as well. I mean, obviously Falkirk have been the, one of the teams that have been spoken about in the Championship has been a bit of a surprise package. But I mean, I know they're far away in recent weeks, but um, certainly yeah, McGrandos has been pretty central with that. Along with likes of uh, obviously Baird and uh, Boyd Olsen and players like that as well. And, and the, the goalkeeper whose name like, escapes me right a second. Danny Rogers. That's the man. You, I, I knew you'd know. Danny Rogers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, he's he's been one of the highlights. It's, 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 it's a real shame to see it's, it's a bad injury for him. And I hope he get, I hope he heals up and he's back playing before too long. What you say? I, I could. Uh, I mean, it's one of those career-threatening ones. If, if, if a double leg, but fingers crossed for him. Think uh, back to Edit Fossett Mirren as well. Another one. Yeah, uh, one over the Barton. I know the Barton. One of the few teams below them. But what you say? They are now a point behind Morton. Uh, that's five the, uh, off the, the playoff spot as well. Yeah, I read earlier that's them won as many games oh, at home still. in this year in 2016 than they did the whole of 2015. <laughs> Jesus, uh, three, won, the, won, the last, won the last three at home, and they only won three in the whole of 2015. That's a peculiar one, isn't it? Because uh, I mean, I suppose everyone anticipated the Ian Murray appointment being a really good fit, didn't they? That's I never did. Quite yeah. happened. Right. Yeah, from back to basics, they've come in and done a reasonable job so far. Yeah, took them a kind of bit of hit and miss to start with, but they, they, they seem to be hitting their stride. And what you say, that's three wins in the bounce at home, They're slowly creeping up, and the, the teams above them, which is what they'd want to do. Still an outside chance to playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, the, the, they've played a game more than Wraith Rovers and Queen of the South now, but it was only a game more, so you can take some points off them, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the two teams well, to, to beat, really. I think I, I think yeah, they probably think so. will come down to one of the, the two. Who, uh, I mean, I, I was quite impressed with Queen of the South yesterday, I've got to say, in the, in the game against Rangers. Um, and they've obviously got the experience, having been in the playoffs themselves the last two seasons, albeit their squad was a little bit uh, kind of picked apart by uh, you know other teams last summer, but... Um, I think that's surprised to me actually is that Queen of the South have actually done as well as they have this season given what happened in the summer about that not yeah. getting picked apart so they, they, I know they are a point behind Wraith Rovers Wraith Rovers are still in the box seat at the moment but there's no, there's no doubt Queen of the South are in my shout and like you say they looked pretty good against Rangers yesterday number of players they lost wasn't it I mean uh, Ian McShane went up to Ross County yep. uh, Kevin Holt oh. to Dundee Megan. and Michael to Hibs Meggett went Meg- to Dundee as well didn't he uh, Meggett was from Alloa I think oh, from Alloa was it yeah, oh, Kevin Holt was yeah. the left back guy. Uh, Mark Dernan went to Dundee United uh, as well. So that's, that's a quite lot of players in one go. Yeah. yeah. Down to the manager, possibly. I think Fowler's quite highly rated, did not they? Can I yeah. see this one that can do that can go far? Yeah, definitely. He's he's done really well because um, I suppose it, it was a very unforeseen appointment. He was actually signed by Jim McIntyre in in the summer of 2014. Yeah, after he left Kilmarnock, I think he'd been the longest-serving player at Kilmarnock at the time, and um, and so you know he was only signed the summer two months before McIntyre left. So he certainly wouldn't have been anticipated making the step up to management as as quickly as he did, because McIntyre was obviously taken on by by Ross County. So um, yeah, no, it's it's worked out brilliantly for Fowler. I've been very impressed with him. 
No, the, the championship was the, the the focus this weekend with two games shown the sky. Um, the second one, obviously, the game we just talked about. Yep, the, the the Queen of South Angels game. I suppose we need to ask a question: Is it a worldly or is it a <laughs> fluke? He, he's admitted himself he, he meant to shoot, but he never meant to shoot in that way. So. <laughs> we both made a mess of it, but it worked out well for him. <laughs> to be Something fair, else, I mean, if I did that, I'd be kidding when I meant it. So. <laughs> Uh, I've had word back from my, my friend at Sports Bottom. They were full time with the Winter League one. There you go. Text yeah. a friend, Bert. Need to so, try that more often. Yeah. So, what, what do we think of um, Rangers? I seem to be getting the wins without being as impressive as they were earlier in the season. So. They're now missing Waghorn, uh, which could be a, a blow. They'll need a new penalty taker. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the case. Um, Obviously, the, the the plastic pitch came in for a bit of a pounding. Um, come on, look, and, uh, since that injury. But um, I posted this in the forum actually. I seen a picture of his footwear, and it looks like he's wearing studs. All right. I think Is it possible that feeds into these injuries that people get on AstroTurf that are not wearing the right footwear? Yeah. I remember there been talk with that when Fivey got injured at Aberdeen. That's right. Yeah. That he was wearing the wrong footwear. Yeah, wearing blades apparently. Yeah, yeah. And that's I've never pitch, understood it. Never. I mean, I've played any. I mean, I'm hardly a professional footballer, but any time I've ever played an Astro Tough, which is mainly what I play on, it's been Astro. It's been specific Astro Tough trainers. Yeah, and I've, and I've, I've never been felt comfortable wearing football boots or, or blades or anything on that surface. Aye, now you'd think with all the advances that have been made in sports science, um, you know, that it would be something that clubs would be all over. You know, in terms of making yeah. sure that uh, you know players are wearing the right footwear, but. Uh, Suppose, yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen the picture that you, you speak of um, myself. It's a snapshot of taking the penalty. Right. You can see the foot up, and you can see it's like six studs. That's an interesting one, that. It probably didn't yeah, help, but... so he was jumped on by his teammate afterwards as well when he's got <laughs> <laughs> But no, it is going to be a um, you know, a crucial one, because, I mean, he's was it 20 league goals he's, he scored this, this season. Um, yeah. they obviously got more in all competitions but I was having a look at the, the charts the other day and the, the, you know, the nearest player behind him in the, the scoring charts are well Holt was on 8 as was Miller but he's obviously on, on 9 now after his winner against Queen of the South yeah. so I suppose there is a, a fair gap there you know, in terms of the, the reliance they've built up on, on Waghorn and uh, with you know, the title still very much being up for grabs between, between them and Hibernian it's uh, Certainly got the potential to, yeah. to be a, a factor in, isn't it? I think I read that uh, Warburton actually sees O'Halloran as a, a, a centre, a central player, as opposed to out wide. So maybe he's a that's, short So term. I don't know if that, well, maybe yeah. for just now, but I think the way, from what, the way Rangers I played this year, though, uh, Waghorn wasn't exactly always playing through the middle anyway. He was kind of coming in from wide positions and getting his goals as well, plus the f- amount of penalties he got as well. Because at times I think Miller would play through the middle or they would kind of interchange. So, but you're definitely going to miss someone that scores that amount of goals, you would think. Yeah, I think that one of the crucial things yeah. for Rangers is the, the likes of Lee Wallace and uh, Tavernier aren't getting on the score sheet as much as they were earlier in the season. Now, I don't know if that's just because teams have adapted to kind of stop them do, doing that or if they're just kind of putting men behind the ball, making sure that the, the fullbacks aren't quite as effective when it comes to it. But I mean, that could be a factor as well. Yeah, I think Tavernar was getting a few free kicks as well that he was scoring. Ah, uh, yeah, he did. He did play which right. helped, but I think you'd probably see those goals as a bonus when they were coming early in the season. If your full-backs are getting goals, it's, it's not exactly something that happens regularly. Yeah. 
So aye, that was no. a bonus, but it's uh, aye, the attacking players. Kind of, I think Mackay has been a good bit of form side of your contract, which will help them as well. And then they've obviously got plenty, they've got plenty, they do have plenty of options. Billy King as well, can play out wide. And, yeah, I mean, uh, after, you know, obviously their, their main pursuit in January was so Halloran and it took them a while, but they finally got him. But does that mean that they don't really need Billy King anymore? For, uh, it was obviously quite a strange one when it happened, wasn't it? Oh, I There's think no that's they obviously thought they were going to get O'Halloran, so that's why King came uh, But uh, if O'Halloran ends up playing through the middle anyway, it's, King's just another option. Yeah, could turn out well for them, yeah. He's obviously a cracking player, but uh, obviously the, the man that they really wanted was, was O'Halloran, who they eventually did get. Yeah. King just sort of came out of nowhere. It did a bit, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're not the only team that seem to have options, because I think the, one of the most significant things that happened on, on Sunday was the, the changes that I was made. Uh, seven changes. Yeah, seven well, changes seven to the team, and, and they still managed to go in and win 3-0. And it was three decent goals as well. I mean, the, the, the passing moves that were, were uh, for those three goals were, were absolutely great to watch. So, All right, they're only playing that one. But, uh, Aye, Liam Henderson's pass was especially good for the first goal. Yeah, yeah. Was... Yeah, the passing for both the first and the second goals was, was excellent. Yeah, the, 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 the pass that released... Um, Carmichael for his goal was was excellent too. From Keane's um, eye, yeah, that's right. I um, remarkable tuning in to watch that game at lunchtime and seeing uh, a championship bench consisting of Stokes, Cummings, and McGinn. Just yeah. remarkable. Aye, and Stokes <laughs> and uh, Cummings got a rest because they never even had to come on. Aye, they've got a lot of games coming up, Hibs. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that, that, that's why they need the squad. It's because they've got the, they've obviously got both cups still on the go. Um, one of them being a final. Morton and Wednesday as well. Yeah, yeah. That could be a big crucial game. That's not game in hand. Still Rangers on all three fronts. It's very. Yes, that's right. So I mean, but they need to win that to keep up. Obviously. I mean, if we beat Morton, be five points behind Rangers still. So I mean, Rangers are still the favourites with uh, eleven games to go, but. Hibs won't have given up yet, they won't have given up their treble. Still a terrific run there on, is it one loss in 27 or something like that? Yeah, unfortunately that came at Ibrox. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. And that's, that's the crucial aspect of that, it's the, the team that lost it was the team they're trying to catch. And I, I mean, in, in a similar vein, it's kind of like Dundee United, yeah it was great for them to beat Hearts, but then Hearts aren't a team they're trying to catch. They're trying to catch the teams that took like, points off in, in the previous couple of games. The likes of like, Motherwell. Yeah. Um, Hamilton. They couldn't beat. So yeah. that, That's the teams they want to be beating and they couldn't. So, that's, yeah, it's great to get three points, but you need to take the points off teams as well as getting them yourself. Yeah, yeah. Particularly with the way the, uh, you know, the bottom six is. Or well, the bottom, bottom eight. Yeah. Should have said really. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Everybody below basically. <laughs> could still be dragged into it. And supposedly, uh, yes, Scottish football. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, Scottish football is boring as well. As if your hearts. <laughs> I was thinking about the weekend. Hearts, hearts end the season party must have been this weekend, surely. Because this season's done. They're third. When they get knocked out by Hibs. And they get knocked out the cup by Hibs. So that, that was the last thing they had to play for. Because they're, 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 yeah. they're, they're too far behind Aberdeen to realistically catch them now. And they're too far ahead of the rest of the chasing back to get caught. No, unless they go in some bizarre yeah, run. I, I can't see them finishing anywhere other than Thurman. No. 
No, you're probably about right there. Uh, yeah, kind of pleased though with what they've done. Well, that's yeah, I mean they've come, they've come up. I mean, third place is a European spot, so it's hardly something to be sniffed at. It's been a great season for them, yeah. Um, obviously, caught them up at Ross County a couple of weeks ago. Uh, met Laurie once again, actually. <laughs> um, he's uh, he was very happy that night, obviously, because they got a, a win that they probably weren't all uh, all that deserving of. I've got to say, but uh, their man Douda, who got the two late goals, looked a a real touch of class, uh, very, very good finisher. And he's obviously come from a very good level of of, of team in Holland um, on loan till the end of the season. So, Is he, um, your, is he your cliche big man with a good touch type player? Yeah. <laughs> in terms yeah, of playing so. in Holland. Aye. Uh, this time last week, uh, last year it was Zifuk, remember, of course. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if, if you're making a loan signing, you know, that's maybe not going to be there next season. Um, you know, and they don't have anything to play for. Would they not be better off? But no, they're giving. Yeah. Ah, yeah, guys that are definitely going to be there next season. Uh, more of a game. I suppose they probably had the, the cup in mind and maybe a, a cluster of, of, you know, busy fixture schedules. Uh, not sure, but... Obviously, they've they've recruited extremely well th- throughout the, the campaign, and that's was a good as well. Yeah, he's yeah. been very impressive. These signings have augmented what was already a squad that I think would have been capable of doing very well. Um, you know, coming straight up from the championship. Yeah, we've we, we spoken uh, about the likes of Patterson and um, what were you Walker as well? He's managed his goal at the weekend. It was a cracker. Yes, I, and, and arguably not even the best goal in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I would say so myself. Yeah, the the one with Walker that he scored that's a kind of a, a lesson to all young players in terms of the way he, he watched the ball until yeah. he hit it. Uh, uh, great strike! But uh, the winner, the the winner in that game, Paul Payton. Eh? Uh, it was funny yeah, because I didn't see that one coming. Oh no, not for Payton. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Peyton's been known to hit things, but uh, they tend to be Celtic oh. goalkeepers, oh. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was weird because like, when I watched the highlights last night, it was almost as if Dunny United were going through what they'd been through so often this season with a bit of completely lacking in luck. Uh, was it Dow tried to chip the goalkeeper, it bounced in front of the goal and then bounced over the bar? And yeah. how many times do you see that one just right. into the net? They had uh, before O'Fair scored. He had a header that he should have that should have went in. Yeah, it was Demel that Demel got the opener, but, but O'Fair missed the chance before that. Oh, actually, yeah. pretty much it was an identical position. Um, yeah, that's the thing. United have got seven strikers, um, all you know, seven senior strikers at that, and uh, you know some of them haven't even really played yet. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that was O'Fair's first start. Um, obviously, they did really well towards the end of last season at Inverness. But, yeah, um, they signed didn't they? From... Risky, Risky's barely played. Uh-huh. Um, cinema Pong Goal's been a disaster. <laughs> um, and obviously... Ah, he one... set off as well. Yeah, yeah. Mackay's mm-hmm. been scoring reasonably consistently, but he still doesn't... You know, not the same rate as he was when he was playing for Cali Thistle. Yeah, um, he's not scored the real either, from what I've seen. But, no, yet, but yet Dundee are doing better since he stopped scoring. Yeah, you you certainly feel like there's there's more to come from him or unfulfilled kind of 
uh, you know, potential from from him. But the one that I've been impressed with from the games I've seen is actually the young Simon Murray. I think he he led the line really well against Celtic. Uh, got the goal that night, of course, as well. And I think he's been a, a you know just a a rare source of kind of optimism for them in, in many ways. Possibly, kind of, from what I've seen on movie, he looks certainly hard-working, but is he going to get the goals, though? No, well, that's the thing, yes. I mean, I suppose that's why, I mean, let's be honest, they have been panic-buying ever since Pat Lainan came in there. Uh, they've, they've done it before the January window, they did it during the transfer window, and they, they've, they've done it after the, the window. I think O'Feary was signed after the, the closure of the transfer window, so... Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's now or never. What were the thoughts in the media about uh, Thompson's uh, rant? I, well, I mean, it's 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 been seen as quite a desperate thing, really. I mean, he obviously had a great effect on, on Saturday, but uh, I'm not sure if he can take full credit for it. I think uh, he realises it's, it's very much last chance, Celine. I think it's a, a last last opportunity to to you know do something to be to, to be seen to be doing something to to try and gear the players up. Personally, I think uh, that's the manager's job, um, and I'm not sure if players who are obviously very, very much targeted as part of the, the message. I'm not sure how much they'll kind of be, uh, you know, respecting the, the chairman for for doing that sort of yeah. thing. I, I think um, what I saw John Ryan get yeah, Rankin came out in the press and he was saying about he could have echoed it. Yeah, so he well, the, yes, he came he out repeated it was kind of well maybe there is a bit of unity somewhere along the line. Yeah, and perhaps you know that suggests that the the big squad that they do have maybe isn't kind of all that well aligned as one unit as such. You know that that, that was obviously an experienced player who has been there for for a few years, who was who was making those comments about some of his teammates, and um, you know maybe that's a sign that he isn't you know particularly convinced that the the full squad is is pulling its weight uh, you know in the in the way that I suppose guys who've got a little bit more attachment to the to the club are trying to trying to do you know uh, the likes of him Sean Dillon I guess Gavin Gunnings in his second spell there um, these are these are guys that are probably you know it probably hurts them a little bit more having having been there for, for a number of years Paul Dixon as well uh, you know Another one that's second spell. Dixon, yes, Dixon's right. in the second spell. That's that's right, yeah. Um you know, given that these guys have actually been part of quite successful United teams of the past, um, I'm sure it probably hurts them quite quite a lot to see to see where the club is and especially when they are now the ones that are that are kind of seen as the experienced older older heads that are uh, you know, kinda of leading the leading the charge if you if you like. They're they're the ones that they the inexperienced players in the team will be looking up to, um, so it, it probably, you know, reflects quite badly on, on on them in particular. And Rankin obviously feels like there's others in, in the squad that have, that have let the, let the side down. So, no, it was it was it was quite quite interesting to hear that from him. So the big question is, can Danny United get himself out of it? No, <laughs> that's the short answer. It's it's looking exceedingly difficult. I, I mean, we've said this a few times, and now that they've got the win, they need to follow up. They could do, like I said earlier, they could do taking points off the teams that are around them. 
they don't they don't play teams around them for the next couple of games. They've got Ross County at the weekend, and in midweek they're at home to Aberdeen. So I mean, they're going to struggle to take it off Aberdeen, you would think. Oh, let's hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, I mean, if they can get a win against Ross County at the weekend, and then like Motherwell, Partick Thistle playing each other, so they're be taking points off each other. Celtic are away to Hamilton, so you would expect Celtic should be winning that game. Um, depends. If I'm going to get another clean sheet or if they get uh, the Celtic that they met a few weeks ago. Yes, the, and part of this are playing on Tuesday night, one of their games in hand. Like, so d- depends what they do as against St Johnson at home, so we, we don't know. But the, the teams around then United might drop points at the weekend and if they can get Ross County, get that gap down to single figures again. Who knows? Yes, that's I, the thing. I, I, would, I would tend yeah. to agree. It's, it's, it's looking like too little too late now. Because even like if you look yeah. at the teams down yeah. there, that's what I've got what three games in hand over the United yeah I've got a new manager over Lee Clark and since since uh, Locke went defensively Kilmarnock have looked a lot more sound um, Hamilton okay they're not scoring a lot of goals but again they've been pretty either. sound defensively yeah. the one that could be the day maybe and uh, slipping a wee bit is Motherwell but I think Motherwell are yeah. capable of getting goals which is a thing yeah so yeah Motherwell's form has, has really kind of nosed dives, with the exception of that, that United game, which was okay. crucial. That, that yeah, they've won the game that they, mattered. They're, they're yeah. capable. Yes, that's exactly right. When it, when, when it matters the most, they can, they can pull it off. I suppose that even goes back to last season when, when they, they, they played Rangers uh, over, over the two legs. Um, maybe they're, they're just, they, they do have a core of experienced players who um, you know, haven't let them down. Um, the likes of Lasley, Hamill, McManus, um, you know these, these guys do seem to be able to to dig out a bit of a you know workmanlike performance now and again when it when as you say when it matters the most uh, something that's probably been been lacking far too often from some of the you know the players in the United squad. It was a bit of a, a weight blow for Motherwell against St Johnson though, um, especially given that yes. given the lead. Uh, to then, went to, I think it was Witherspoon got the equaliser before uh, Scobie got the late winner. Coming a current, common occurrence this uh, Motherwell conceding late goals, isn't it? Yes, it is. And they don't they certainly don't like playing St Johnson because St Johnson have won the last six uh, between those two. And that was that was crucial for St Johnson. Their first winning was it t- ten games? I think that's yeah, one one win in, in ten now that they they got that one. So. Um, you know they they're a team that you know from having looked quite far ahead in fourth I think I, I seem to remember them being, being a fair distance ahead of Ross County at one stage maybe early December they, yeah. they in fact their, their last win before that game was a three two victory up in Dingwall where uh, Dave Mackay scored an excellent late free kick um, and that gave them a, a good bit of breathing space ahead of County um, who have since overtaken them and. You know, now sitting fourth, and that's as a result of a, a shocking result. You know, run run of form from yeah. from St Johnson. And yeah, and yeah, uh, and, I mean, you know. it, it, even then, St Johnson are they're only a point behind Ross County. They've got two games in hand over them, and it's for all sports. St very... Johnson haven't been in a bad run. They're still in there with a shoot at fourth spot. And yeah, we know that the fourth could be well the spot season. depending on what happens in the Scottish Cup. Yes, aye. Yeah, no, that, that that's very much the, the case because uh, I suppose I mean it, it really has to be has to be Celtic uh, that, that, that win the Scottish Cup for that to have any effect because Aberdeen and Hearts are both out. So, um, I actually, I'm yeah, for, 
I can't remember how it works now, but does the runner-up get it if Celtic win it? Or does it... Make I don't, back to the I league? don't think they do. I, I don't think they do. Because... Yes. Remember, Falkirk last season never got into the... I don't think the losers of the cup should get into Europe anyway. No, I, I think consistency so over a, se- a full season. You know, like, different if our team obviously wins it. Yeah. Put them in Europe, but not if they lose the cup. Nah. No, I think that's been that's been the case for a few years now. I think since we l- lost a place, I think we maybe when it was uh, when it was five. I'm pretty sure at one stage it was five teams that were, were uh, admitted from from Scotland. Uh, I think we lost that maybe three years ago now. Four years ago, perhaps. Um, well, I'm yeah. to have five teams qualified out of 12. Well, we've got a 12-team top league. Well, uh, here the, we go. The last, time, was a... the last time Celtic won the Cup, they beat Hibs in the final when Hibs played in Europe the following season. So it's, right. I, I, that was 2013. Right, because then Hubs got hammered by Malmo, if you remember. That might have been what triggered it. Possibly, I, I, I don't know yeah. if they've changed it since then because obviously they haven't won a cup since then and they've been the, the, the champions over that period. Well, the following following season was a St Johnston Dundee United final, and uh, yeah, and St Johnston United, United never were never involved in. In Europe the following season, really? No, but but, but St. Johnson got the cup winners place because of that, because they were the, the, the yes. cup. So yeah, you're right. I think it comes down to Celtic would have to win the league and the cup, and then we'd need to see who would get the yes. the, the spot if it'd be the, the, the cup runner up or if it would revert back to the league. It's still a possibility yeah. because like you say, Aberdeen and Hearts are both out already, so but then we could equally play those anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in- Inverness had already qualified last season by virtue of their league placing. Yes, um, I, they got yeah, the cup winner spot, which uh, they, they, then... they came in two weeks later. Yes, yeah, that's uh, right. Cup winner got so. the, the the second qualifying round or something, and then everybody else is in the first. Because I remember, um, no, I, I, even then, Some Johnson pipped. Yeah, was there not um, was they, they some finished. argument about Aberdeen hoping that Falkirk won the cup? Because then Aberdeen would get the spot. I can't remember if that's true. It would have been around, yeah, I think if Falkirk had won the Cup, then Aberdeen would have gone in uh, as a second a second round stage, maybe. Or maybe Aye, second qualified round. Aye, I think. That rings a bell anyway. Although I don't know how that would work. No, I'm not sure either. Just like Falkirk would have given over the Cup holders, but I will give it all. Anyway, um, what other games have we not spoken about yet? Ross County Hamilton. Yeah, that's the game I was at. Um, it was an excellent action-packed match, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was all kind of a bit of a, a bit of a stalemate the first half. It wasn't really looking like either team was was going to go in and uh, you know take control until County got a uh, a goal just before half time through Alex Schalk, a really really good header. Um, and you'd think at that stage, what a what a boost, you know, for uh, you know, setting you up for the second half, getting the goal when the ref, uh, when the, the fourth official was indicating for stoppage time. Actually, it really couldn't have been timed any better. Um, so, in terms of you know the complexion of the halftime team talk and you know just setting you up for the second half, that that was considered a, a real boost for them. But within 90 seconds of the restart, Jamie Record sent off. Um, 
I thought deservedly so. I mean, that was clumsy with, you know, Emery looking to be yeah. well and truly through on goal if, if he hadn't been clipped. I don't know what you guys thought. thought about uh, that one. No, I think it was a clear one. I don't think he, I don't think he complained as well, which usually tells a story. Yeah, and Jim McIntyre didn't complain either. He actually said that record had been in a very good position and, and allowed Dimbray to, you know, to make up ground on him and inevitably took him down. So um, I think the, the reaction from the Ross County camp or the, the lack of, should we say, uh, um, probably tells a tells a story. Do you think, um, uh, sorry, no, no, don't worry. Uh, do you think the side, see, uh, in terms of Schalke, do you think he's kind of maybe kind of similar kind of side to Boyce? He's taken a while to settle in, but now that he's kind of match fit, he looks like a pretty decent side. I think he, he looks excellent, yeah. Um, I've, I've been very impressed with him. Um, it took him a while to, to get his chance, as you say. He, he didn't make a start for oh, several weeks. Um, I think his first start was the, the game in the in the Cup against Dunfermline when, uh, when he scored the, yeah. the opening goal. Um, no, it took him several several weeks to to kind of you know get up to speed if you like, because he was a signing out with the window. He joined in October after leaving Go Ahead Eagles and um, in the uh, in the well, they were relegated from the Dutch Eredivisie at the end of last season. But he scored four goals in the Dutch top flight, um, which you know suggests that he's, he's certainly. Got a bit of pedigree. Yeah, a good bit of pedigree. Capable of scoring goals at a really good level, albeit for a team that was relegated. But he's got Dutch under-21 caps as well. Um, he's, he's an exciting player. Um, five strikers county you've now got. I was going to ask. That's a, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I mean, there's been a bit of rotation in recent weeks. Uh, Goodwillie started against Hearts. Um, Shaw. Hawks obviously come in for well the, the semi-final against Celtic, as well as the uh, the game on, on Saturday. And the one player that seems to have dropped out of the the picture in recent weeks is Brian Graham, who I thought was actually coming on to a really good game until uh, losing his place. Um, he he started the uh, Linlithgow Rose game along with Schalke, and the two of them uh, came up with three of. County's goals that day between them. Um, Graham and Schalke had been playing in January during the absence of Boyce and Curran and started to strike up a really good partnership in, in my eyes. Um, Graham hasn't really been anywhere, anywhere to be seen. So, uh, you know, Goodwillie got the, the nod against Hearts. And, um, I think the Goodwillie signing was probably one that, you know, Jim McIntyre felt he, he kind of had to make because the Craig Curran injury is. Uh, you never really get the impression he's, he's fully recovered from his from his injury, and I, I think they they want him to be very much one hundred percent recovered before taking any more chances with him. I think is the latest was that his immune system was uh, uh, you know a little bit kind of not what it should have been. So um, you know he's already had one setback with the the concussion that he got earlier in the season. He, he probably came back too soon from that. And so, uh, you know, given the the implications uh, that can come around as a result of of coming back or being forced to play when you or forcing yourself to play when you probably shouldn't be, uh, you know, I think County want to make sure that they're not taking any chances with with him. So, um, Goodwillie, I think, has got the potential to be a 
a very good signing for for County, but uh, I, I mean the, the the main man there is definitely Liam Boyce. Um, he's obviously on seventeen for the for the season. So um, the problem, Boyce. Uh, sorry, good value old face though. Is he's in a terrible, similar position to what he was at Aberdeen in terms of there's someone there that's scoring goals regularly. So is he going to actually get the starts that he needs? Because he he strikes me as someone that's got a better when he kind of starts coming off the bench. He turned. I don't know why he's going to, like, he struggles to get into games, but yeah. he's probably going to struggle to get a lot of starts but, uh, with a form that uh, Will Shanks in, and then obviously Boyce is probably pretty much undroppable. Yeah, he has been. Boyce hasn't scored, I don't think, since the uh, since <laughs> coming back from the injury. But uh, I suppose the thing with the thing that you know will work in his favour is the fact that you know, Jim McIntyre does play with two strikers, which is quite unusual. Um, <coughs> certainly in the in the Scottish Premiership, so you know he's certainly got a better chance. I would suggest if he, yeah, you know, if he takes his chance, you know, that's something that I'm sure he's he's bound to get between now and the, the end of the season. Um, like I say, the one that I think would be most entitled to to be a little bit kind of peeved with not playing just now is Brian Graham. Because uh, I think he was doing he was doing fine, you know. Before, um, he obviously didn't start the the semi final against Celtic. Started a, a game against the junior team the, the following week, and then uh, you know hasn't hasn't. I don't think he's been on the on the park since. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a frustrating one because he he was a player that found it really hard to to break into the side earlier in the season when Boyce and Curran were at their at their peak. So yes, uh, just to, to round off the county game, uh, obviously they um, they found themselves a, a man down, and at that stage it looked as if Hamilton were certainly the, the team that was more likely to um, you know to find the find the net. And even before Dougie Emery did score, uh, he'd had a a shot which forced a fantastic save from Scott Fox. Um, Fox has been excellent for for county this this season, and uh, really came up trumps with a another fine performance um don't think he had much chance with the with the goal um and even after the the equalizer it looked as if you know with the man advantage hamilton seemed to be making good use of that and looked the the likelier team if either of them were going to go and grab a winner but the uh, the strike for me and mcshane was was top drawer and um you know no chance for michael mcgovern martin canning after the game took issue with the the awarding of the, the free kick in the first place, um, it did look as if Ali Crawford got the ball um, ahead of Andrew Davis, but the you know the challenge was still made and it, he, he did still impede him. Um, so I would have I'd have been inclined to agree with the referee on that one, but um, so I, I, no, I didn't think it was a free kick. I thought he got the ball and uh, impeding the, the the player after he got the ball was a bit tough. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, it certainly looked as if he got the got the ball first, didn't it? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was much doubt he got the ball first. It was like, like I know where you're coming from, saying that like, he still managed to beat him, and like, you can agree with the, the, the referee in that instance. But yeah, we'll disagree on that one. Yeah. Um, yes, aye, do, but no, no, no disagreement about the, the strike itself. No, did, did you happen to catch uh, Sportsy's coverage of this one? Yes, they, I did. Yeah, they, they made a really good point about how the wall didn't jump. And yes, it's because it's after because they did their homework and the the machine free kicking against Aberdeen went underneath the wall after he did jump. So 
just wants to show that McShane, if he, 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 he seems to be good at picking the right option. Absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, next time a defensive wall comes up against them, they won't have a clue what to do. No. <laughs> they, might not, they might just not have a wall. Yes, well. <laughs> just not stand on the line instead. <laughs> Did that? Just one other point in this game before we move on. Um, did I read this as Schalke's first league goal? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's his fourth goal for Ross County now. Scored in the Scottish Cup ties against uh, Dunfermline and Linlithgow, and uh, obviously scored a, a very important goal in the, the semi-final against uh, yeah Celtic. Yes, we're not talking about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I missed the podcast that week, which I think you'll have been glad about. I, I think I was pretty glad about that, yeah. That probably moves us nicely on to the Celtic game. Yeah, um, I don't know what to make of this, mate, because I listened on the radio and it was all Inverness this and Inverness that, and Inverness should have been clear uh, by half time, uh, and then they had another chance to start the second half. And then I had to. I was in the car at this point, so I then had to get out of the car because I'd finished my shopping. I was putting the shopping away. I want after I put the shopping away, I turned the telly on and said it was doing a lot. <laughs> so I've absolutely no idea what happened. I sat and watched the highlights last night on Sports Scene, and I thought, well, yeah, Inverness had some decent chances. The the the, the one header where Gordon came out and completely missed it, and got no absolutely nowhere near it. Never looked like he was getting anywhere near it, and one put it across the face of goal. Um, that was a really bad miss. The the Roberts chance as well. It was one at the start of the second half where oh, eight, clean through, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I don't know whether see that that was poor for Roberts or it was good for Gordon. I think Gordon did really well to narrow his angle and then close it down as quickly as he could. So I think they mentioned it seen last night about how obviously Roberts tried to chip. Yeah, yeah God, he, he waited for Gordon to go down and then get a chip to him and then kind of Gordon kind of lifted his hand quite high to you know make the save. So yeah, yeah. So I can see that Inverness certainly had a couple of really good chances, but I mean the way the radio were talking about it, it should have been clear. It's kind of. I'm not sure I've seen that much in it, but um, certainly like anybody I know that was at the game, they were saying Celtic were, were pretty poor until they got the goal. Uh, it was a bit of a, a lucky deflection from Mackay Stephen, uh, and then Lee anyway, Griffiths managed to follow one up pretty quickly thereafter. But, the third uh, was nice. Yeah, the, the the third one is what everybody came away from the game talking about. They were, they were obviously we, we threw on the subs and like Scott Allen and uh, Ryan Christie and, and, and uh, our Roberts. The, the one we've got from, from Man City and the, the three of them all were, were all involved in the, the, the finish for, for Griffiths and they, they only blew up with 10 minutes together but certainly that, that had everybody buzzing when they were leaving the stadium so I don't know maybe we'll see more of that uh, in the weeks to come uh, Johansson looked as well as I think moving back to a wee bit of a game I kind of mentioned that last week he looked like he'd been he looked a wee bit more effective I know he got hooked mind you so maybe the highlights were a bit deceiving but well, I, 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 he got hooked, but he got hooked at 2-0 um, for more midfielders. And yeah. that probably comes on to a nice point about how Celtic seem to be a, a team full of midfielders these days. Yeah. At, least, at least the pleasing thing is the, mid, the players that came off the bench made an impact. Yeah, they, they, they seem sort of thirsty to make that impact as well, which is good. I mean, that's probably the one benefit of having so many midfielders is when you, they get their chance, they want to prove that they, they deserve to be in the team because there is so much competition. Um, I know certainly there was, there was news earlier today that James Forrest rejected a new deal and I think his contract's up at the end of the season it is yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if this summer we see quite a few midfielders leaving so for all Celtic are quite heavy in midfield at the moment I don't think they'll remain that way I think Cobbins may be go as well 
Commons is maybe a good shout because I mean he seems to be injured. Saying about the commas quite a lot these days. Um, very verbal outburst with um Ronnie Dyler and uh, the Wonder game away from home. That yeah, that's right. The, the images of. Um, I would love to get rid of Dirk Baragter, but I'm not sure anybody short of the glue factory will take him, to be honest. Is he out of contract this summer, surely, to go I don't actually know. I, I, I think they gave him a bit to be honest, yeah. at this point, because he's been a, a long deal about three years ago now. Maybe a four-year four deal, maybe. Uh, I've got a feeling it was a four-year deal, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's another year to go. Gee, no, he's Yeah, I think in, in terms of Dirk Baragter, I'm struggling to think of somebody that's been as bad when it comes to being permanently injured but picking up a wage. Daniel, yeah. um, Raphael Shite. No, Raphael Shite was just exactly that. Dan, Daniel Prodan's name always springs to mind because yeah, he played the precise like zero games for Rangers. Or like Chris Netsoff as well, Rangers. Right. I think, I think Prodan always springs to mind because I remember the, the absolute goal of the guy then saying he would love to get an extension to his deal to try and prove <laughs> to the, the, all the Rangers fans that he deserved to be there in the first place. So, no, on your bike. So I think I think Daniel Prodan's a bit of a hero. I mean, because I'd quite like happily take uh, watch some money off Rangers and get, do absolutely nothing for it. So <laughs> maybe that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, no. Obviously, uh, I was I, I wasn't at this this game. I was at the game the week before um, when Celtic beat Ross County two 0 And uh, I personally gave man of the match to Johansson, who you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I thought he was instrumental in that in that game. Um, so, you know, maybe a player that's come in for a bit of stick this season. I think he's deserved maybe. it. He certainly he seems to have been a bit better the last couple of games. I think that he's still a lot of critics at the moment, given that he's not he's not quite hitting the same height yes. as that last season. But certainly the last couple no. of games have, have been a bit better. Um, I think people just is. moan at times, though. So I think he's, he's still getting a bit of criticism, which is perhaps a bit unfair. Maybe something to do with... Perhaps being, yeah, he's had to play a bit deeper at times. Going to stop now, but seen as maybe Ronnie Dyla's blue-eyed boy, you know. Yeah, he has seen as kind of the the manager's pet, which is a. I think most managers have got a favourite. I mean, even if you go back in Celtic's history, you go back to yes, to Jock Steen. I mean, Jimmy Johnson was 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 the one man who could get away with murder. And still end up back in the team. Yes. Because he had a bit of soft spot for him. Now, to be fair, Jimmy Johnson would then go out and keep the ball for 15 minutes and give the rest of his teammates a break. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so he, he certainly earned that place. But uh, like, Jock's team is famous for not standing for anything. And yet, Jimmy Johnson got away with so much. So like, I think he was probably probably Steen's favourite. You can pick other men. Like, Neil Lennon was always Martin Neil's favourite. and um, I think going up to... What, there's no doubt Janssen is Ronnie Dyla's favourite because he had him at Storm, uh, Storm God set as well. So Yes. And to be fair, like, like Stefan Johansson last season probably did like, he probably deserved his point of the year award. Um yeah. which gave him a bit of leeway this season. Now, he really hasn't been great this season. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I would fully like admit that I'm, I'm one of the, the people that's has been quite critical of him this season. But I, I mean if he's finally starting to find his form again then then that can only be a good thing. But certainly good to see others get their get their chance. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm really hoping that Ryan Christie turns out to be 
uh, you know, a success. Uh, I think he's he's obviously a player who it means a lot to to play for Celtic, and uh, he's oh, probably going to have to be patient. You know, um, already, you know, he's been limited to substitute appearances since he uh, regained his fitness. But I think, given time, he's certainly got the potential to be a an excellent signing. Um, he's, yeah. he's a player with a huge future in the game. So, um, all, all you know, also from a Scotland perspective, I very much hope he he comes to the fore. Definitely. I, think I he, mean, yeah. I think the likes of Scott Allen as well. I, I would quite like to see him in the team a bit more. I know um, there's been stories doing the rounds of Ronnie Tyler saying the likes of, he, always, he tries to play the killer ball too much, which I can, I can understand people being critical of that comment because like, it would be nice to have different options yeah. in the team and, and playing that killer ball. If you get it right, would be really nice. But the, I think what Ronnie Tyler was trying to say with that is he tries it too often and it doesn't work. If you play the killer ball and it doesn't work, you're effectively just giving the ball away. If you're doing that too often, you're not the big asset to the team that you should be. So maybe what he's trying to get him to do is choosing when to play the killer ball, not try to train it out of him entirely. So I think that's probably what Ronnie Dyle was meaning with that comment. Yes, aye. I think going back to Ryan Christie as well, I was going to be in the media today about him talking about his frustration, about he's maybe going to have to wait for a chance, but he obviously is someone that's confident in his own ability to move to Celtic so quickly. Okay, Inverness, probably not much choice in terms of Inverness offer a decent fee for him, but I think he looks like a boy that's got a confident ability, his own ability to do well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully we'll see a bit more of him in the weeks to come. I know it's certainly got Morton to come as well, so that that would be an yes. option to play the, the, the likes of him and uh, Alan and, and maybe even Roberts. Yeah, but then they didn't against Cisco Wright, which is interesting. So it was. Yeah, I think the thing is with Christie is he's obviously still young enough. Um, you know that if he was to be farmed out on loan next season, for example, um, you know it wouldn't be seen as being a you know an insult to him as such. It would you know. I don't, put it this way, I don't think he'd, he'd benefit from going back to Inverness at all. Um, I, I was thinking more of an English Championship kind of level. Um, we'll, we'll take him out to play regularly down. <laughs> I don't think Celtic like, would do Aberdeen many favours. No, I don't think so. I know, I know, I know. It's just I think the, the big question then would be, if, if he was to benefit from going alone to Inverness again, why would you recall him in January as we did? Now, my understanding well, no, was recalled to get him into the training with Celtic and get him used to the Celtic team so that would almost like farming him out again would almost fly in the face of that decision oh no no I'm saying he wouldn't benefit from going back to Inverness again uh, oh, right, okay. I think he would I was thinking you know a, a step up from, from even the, the, the Scottish Premiership in general I think uh, you know to a, a good high flying championship side uh, in England. Are you, are you saying that English Championship is better than the SPFL? The, the top flight of the championship? Um, mm. Yes. <laughs> Part, parts of it. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're probably Some right. Pe- yeah. Up, upper, sure. upper, upper half. It may get its chance that should anyway, because I could. Who knows what will happen in the summer, whether Rory will still be there. That could yeah, be your hand. Well, yeah, but um, could be Johansson maybe fancies a move on. Possible. In which case, I think Christie would probably be the ideal person to play in that role. One guy who's fallen out of favour, and I think he, he might be injured actually, is uh, Tom Rogic. He seemed, to be the, he seemed to be the man that was trying to fill that Johansson role earlier in the season. Um, so he might be another shout for that position. 
obviously there's just so many Celtic players at the moment you could pretty much field a team of midfielders and, and there's a, another one yeah. and another one a very young one on the way in the, the summer as well ah uh, he's got a hold of midfielder is he? Uh, yeah yeah he seems to be more of a sort of beat on Scott Brown kind of role you've got so, Henderson as well at Hibs Henderson's still to come back yeah if he comes back like Jack I hope he does he would. He's, been, he's been excellent yeah, yeah. Well, you want to come back if he's not going to get a get a, get a regular game. You know, I think sometimes when players go away, they go out and loan and they're playing regularly and doing well. Do they want to really have their career stalled by maybe potentially going back and not playing? Depends whether they think they can get in the team or not. Henderson was getting a decent crack at it last season. I mean, he was in in the team fairly regularly. Um, you know, held held down a a place for a, you know a few games anyway. Um, Certainly shown that he is capable of, of making an impact at that first team level with Celtic. The other one as well that was doing well was McGregor, but is he injured? No, he started no. against County. Uh, and <laughs> he started against County. I think he, did he start against Inverness as well? Uh, don't think he was in the squad. No, no. I don't think he was in. But now you're right. Whether he's maybe picked up, maybe picked up an injury in training or just who, who knows? Too much. Uh, just shows you about the options they've no, got. Certainly. I think we should probably move on because we're, we're, we're running a bit of uh, we're no, running a bit over time at the moment. So um, no, th- no, maybe he didn't start against Kerry. I think he was maybe on the bench. But oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. So I think the only game we haven't mentioned was come on on Dundee, which was nil nil. Um, the only point I wanted to make for this game was uh, even Jonathan Sutherland managed to slag off sports scene last night because <laughs> from the telly pictures, it looked like Jamie McDonald had a really good game. And then he pointed out, well, the saves were a bit more routine than the pictures would suggest. <laughs> so was, uh, even Jonathan Sutherland is now slagging off the fact that Sports Scene has only got one camera for this game. <laughs> how bad how, how bad does your programme have to be for that to happen? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think yeah. he made a pretty similar remark uh, the previous week as well. Did he not say something about... Uh... Valentine's joke along the lines of if you're still watching just now that probably says all you need to know about <laughs> your love life yeah I think I was a, probably a dig at people watching rather than the actual programme uh. <laughs> yeah so I mean that's the, that's the round up for the weekend um, I, I, I do just want to mention one other thing I just caught on on Twitter um, tonight. the Livingston Wraith Rovers game uh, at half time Apparently, the Wraith Rover staff couldn't find a dressing room key for Livingston. <laughs> There's a thing up their website tonight. It says, following inquiries from supporters, the club can confirm that our players were unable to gain entry to the away team dressing room for 10 minutes at half-time. Wraith Rover staff were unable to find a dressing room key. This is why there was a delay in restarting the match. It was an unfortunate incident. I lost Scott's football. <laughs> was I not a, a locksmith in either of the squads, no? Uh, I'd love whether it's uh, full time or part time players, aren't we? Oh, it's always handy when uh, you're dealing with certain part time teams in that league. Does <laughs> anybody get a mechanic? The team boss is broken down. Uh, Aye, the goalkeeper's mechanic. <laughs> use, useful if you've got a manager that's uh, got his team locked in the dressing room for a, a dressing <laughs> down after the game. Uh, you'd be bad enough getting locked in the dressing room and get shouted at, but then you couldn't get out afterwards. Oh, <laughs> Alright, we should move on to the, the predictions for next week. Um, well, I say next week, there's actually a game tomorrow night, Tuesday. Uh, Partick Thistle looking to play one of the uh, many, many 
games in hand at home with St. Johnson. Um, I already had a prediction of this for 2-1 St. Johnson. I'm not sure if you guys have got predictions for previous uh, goals either, but... Um, I would think I probably do. Um, I'm inclined to change that now. <laughs> I'm maybe say it for one each. I'm yeah, I'm It's hard to tell because part of this will haven't played in about three weeks. Yeah, and this game is at Fern Hill, right? It's a Fern Hill. I mean, uh, we don't know what the surface is going to be like. By all accounts, it's in a terrible state. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine so. So that could really change the way you know the way that they play. Because I mean, Partick, from any time I've seen them, um, they can play some cracking stuff and and you know prefer to play uh, you know the ball on the on the deck. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say I'll one-one draw. Sit on the fence for that one. My original prediction was Partick Thistle one, Johnson two, but uh, <laughs> I saw that I'll stick with it. Right. Um, right. So moving on to the actual weekend games, we have Friday night football at New Douglas Park with Hamilton hosting Celtic. Now, as I said earlier, Hamilton did get thumped 8-1 by Celtic at Celtic Park just a few weeks ago. Um, Go on, be bold. I would be very surprised if that happens again. That would um, probably be the equivalent of Lightning. Aye. Uh, I, I would imagine Celtic will win the game, but I think it'll be a bit more conservative, and I'll maybe say... Well, I mean, Celtic's last visit there was a 2-1 win, um, and Hamilton took the lead, so... I'm not really scoring many, so I might go with 2 0 Celtic this thing. That's what I had, 2 0 Celtic as well. Yeah, I was thinking 2 0 as well. Oh, there we are. Uh, Hamilton are 14 to 1. The draws are 11 to 2, and Celtic are 2 to 9. I'll not be the charity about it. No. Because even, even minus 1 would be probably about 1 to 2, I would think. Aye. I'd imagine the bookies are probably hedging their bets on that one themselves. After the thumping that Celtic issued last thing. Okay, so moving on to the Saturday games, uh, we'll start off at Petodre, Aberdeen, Hosting St. Johnson. And we all remember what happened the last time St. Johnson were there. We'd like to, some of us would like to forget. <laughs> Change the oh. subject, I think, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was only a few weeks ago that uh, Aberdeen won that. Was it 4 3 the game finished? 4 yes, yeah. That's right, yeah. Park, so. yeah. Um, yeah, by all accounts, I mean, that, that was a game that, uh, you know, Aberdeen were. Well on top one, and uh, it was a couple of late goals that made the, the final scoreline a little bit close for comfort. So, uh, yeah, that, I think Aberdeen can do the business in, in that game as, as well. I, I am going to say a 2-0 in, in, that, in that one. Yeah, I'm inclined. To, I don't think it'll be three away wins in, the, in this fixture in a row. So I, I would I would go with Aberdeen win. Um, I might say 2-1. Because St. Johnson seemed to be pretty good at keeping close with Aberdeen, but uh, I think overall Aberdeen won the game. I, I was thinking too on as well, actually, Chris. Um, Aberdeen are pretty attractive ones, but I don't like putting them in the bet on the uh, charity bet. <laughs> uh, but they are 3-5, the draw is 3-1, to one, and St. Johnson are 5-1. to one. It's tempting, but I'm, maybe just a wee bit outside the, the decent value, I think. So I think that's like no bad value, but I just I don't. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's it's tempting, but I don't I don't think it's quite tempting enough. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do you a favour and leave them out of the bet this week. That's fine. Uh, next, to find oh, something else, uh, next up would be Dundee versus Inverness. Um, 
it's quite an interesting one, this one. Yeah. Yeah, Dundee's very defe- close. Dundee's defence has got a lot better recently. But uh, I read a start earlier that in 10 out of Inverness's last 12 games, there's been over two and a half goals. So, something's got to give there, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, so. yeah, I would say so. Uh, I could see this being a draw as well. Um, I think the games between these two very often end in a bit of a stalemate, actually. Uh, I think both games so far this season have been one each draws. Um, let's go for a 2 2 on this occasion. Ah, oh, Desmond. Yes, a Desmond. Yeah, that's what I was going for, a Desmond. Uh, we've all a Desmond as well. <laughs> Are you going for, is that a triple Desmond? Uh, it's or is a triple Desmond, yeah. Desmond, Desmond. <laughs> Desmond. Thought it was going to be a Desmond. Uh, Dunty are 31-20, the draw is 12-5, and Inverness are 9-5. The draw is 12-5, see, I quite like that. Uh, I don't like putting draws in charity, but it's too easy to break them. Maybe we need a change, though. We've not been doing very well recently, so maybe uh, we should, uh, if we just don't even do a couple of draws, maybe we'll right. take a chance, <laughs> something different. Alright, next up, Hearts versus Kilmarnock. I... Kilmarnock again. Fences got better recently. Aye. I'm kind of thinking, well, again, I've said already that Hearts don't have much to play for now, but... I'd imagine a home in front of their own fans. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, this is... It's difficult, this one, actually, because Kilmarnock don't have something to play for, obviously. Ah, you'd think it would be... Yeah. It's a sort of game that you think would be obvious to call, but the more you think about it, you know, Kilmarnock with a new manager in as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's closer than you'd think. I'm going to, I'm going to sit on the fence and say 1-0. You know what? I'm going to say 1-0 Killy. Smash and grab. <laughs> Smash and grab. Uh, I'll go for 1-0 to Hearts. Uh, very inconclusive then. Yeah, Hearts are four to seven. The draw is sixteen to five, and Kamarik are five to one. Well, no better than that because nobody. Really <laughs> so we'll just go on to Motherwell versus Partick Thistle. And again, I have no idea what's going to happen here because both teams could do the win. Um, Motherwell are so inconsistent at the moment. And I haven't seen part of this play recently, so literally anything could happen in this game again. Um, I don't know. We were talking earlier on about how Motherwell can, you know, scrape a result when it when it matters. Yeah, they're uh, probably due the win. I think so. Yeah, I'm inclined that, to go back them and maybe say, well, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, so maybe say two one Motherwell. I'll say one nil Motherwell myself. Uh, I'll go for one nil. Uh, Motherwell were 30 on the 20 the draws 12 to 5 and Partick Thistle were 15 to 8 and the final Premiership game of the weekend the Ross County versus Dundee United um, do you want another start before this one yeah let's go for it uh, so the Highlands must be the place to watch our football this year for the Highland teams uh, it's that same two and a, over two and a, or two and a half goals in Ross County's last eight home games alright so I kind of want Dundee United to win just to make things interesting. But I don't think they will. I think I'm going to back Ross County to win 2 1. I'm thinking 2 1 as well. Yeah, I think there's goals in the county team. Um, I'm going to say 3 1 myself. Um, yeah, they obviously they, they were beaten by United the last time around, though. So. 3 1. 
one nil it was uh, at Tannadice in, in October. But uh, no, I think they'll uh, have a point to prove in this one, and it's obviously the uh, first of two meetings that, between the, the sides with the, the cup quarter final in Dingwall the, the following week. Yep. Uh, County are twenty-one to twenty. The draws thirteen to five, and Dundee United are thirteen to five as well. Twenty-one to twenty is quite. Yeah. 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 Not bad for home team against the bottom of the league. All right. So that's the uh, the predictions done. Which will now we just onto the charity bit, and I'm not on the position sure oh. of the job. Do it as the other. Falkirk at evens in the championship at home. That, I don't that, know I because I don't know how the lack of McGrandles is going to affect them and obviously going to South played pretty well against Rangers and Telly there. They've the had McGrandles since January about, haven't they? Yeah. And Falkirk um, yeah. lost one at home in the league. I think that's a great price for Falkirk. Yeah, all right, you've convinced me. Let's go Falkirk. What do you think, Andy? Do you think so? Yeah. yeah, no, I think that is good value. Like you say, I mean, McGrandles was only signed in January so uh, they were doing, doing okay without him. Um... Before that, so yeah, by all means, definitely go for go for that. Really right. good price. What else have we got? Don't us anything else in the championship. Uh, no, because the one thing that sprung to mind was St. Martin, but they're away to Rangers, so no. <laughs> uh, League One, unfortunately, Dunfermline and Peterhead are both at home, so you're not going to get good value there. Um, I don't know whether Stenhouse Muir could be a bit 11 to 8 because Kilton and Beath are pretty dreadful away from home. So whether Stenhouse Muir could maybe be back there at 11 to 8. I'm pretty sure we tried a Falkirk Stenhouse Muir double earlier in the season. It brings a bell. Mm. Pretty close together as well, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Geographically, I mean. It's just based on the fact that, well, Kilton and Beath as well. Have only taken one point out of the last the last six games, and Stenhouse Muir have actually they've won three out of the last six. Yeah, that could be a good shout then. Yeah. See, the other, the other but, thing that but I'm thinking about. Old Forbes look great though. Stenhouse Muir. That's yeah. the one. No, the, the other thing I'm looking at is it's not so much that it's been better against Cowden Beast before, and they've tend to scupper us. But the one I was looking at was Albion Rovers seven to four away to Forfar. Now we know Forfar pretty poor at the moment. Albion Rovers are chasing that playoff spot. I don't know what Albert Rovers away forms like, is that's not been a big question. The thing about Albert Rovers we've kind of touched on before is they struggle to score goals. Which I don't know. Their yeah. away forms recently has been alright. They've won two well they they won two, drawn two, lost two though. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. it's, it's But saying that Forfar's home form is woeful. They've only won they've only got a point out of the last six home games. So it could be a shout, maybe. Um, going League back two. to what we said earlier about the two, Berwick Rangers at home and Montrose is 11 to 8. And I know Montrose have got the second best home form, which rather than yeah. the away form must be utter garbage. Yes, indeed. Uh, Berwick aren't enjoying the, the greatest seasons themselves, but uh, no, that could be a. Could be a decent shout. Yeah. Iron at home at Sterling Albion. Five to four, aye. Uh... Sterling Albion are right up there as well, you know. Yeah, that's the thing that put me off that. I think I, I like the look of better Rangers at home in Montrose. Elgin are two to five. I know it's short odds, but if we 
doubled up with something as well. It was short price that could maybe work top, well, second top against bottom. If there was anything else, it would possibly for me, any. Uh, I don't know if there is, though. Mm, no, I should go back to Aberdeen. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, I, I, I usually look at who's who Arlo are playing, but they're playing Livingston. And uh, it's a big, it's trust, a big game. I'm going to trust Livingston to win. Both of them have beaten ahead of three to ten, which is a little too short to be honest. Ah, you'd have to take the two of them. Actually, what, what happened? That's a thought, right? If you took Elgin, the film would be Ed and Falkirk. So that's a fourfold. It's, what, £10 is still 47 32 So it is. So it's a big risk for very little reward, so I think we'll probably yeah, have this. But do you think we should stick to the house we're in? Or not? Yeah, the house we're in option sounds okay, actually, for what could be quite a tight game, yeah. Well, I mean, like the one I mentioned earlier, Falkirk, Elgin and Berwick, Ten pounder that'd be sixty six fifty. Um Let's see what Berwick's home for like. If you took Stenhouse Muir instead, it would be the same odds because it's eleven eight. Who are East Fife playing this weekend, are they at uh, In a way to Queen's Park. Park. Clyde. Clyde. Who's that, sorry? Queen's Park. Queen's, Queen's Park. Park. Sorry, yeah, so yeah. they're away, so we're not than them. Because <laughs> we're not no, we're no, we're not <laughs> Queen's Park have been quite good at home, with the exception of that East Sterling game last weekend. Yeah, which I suppose was quite a <laughs> disappointing one. They've only won four at home. Queen's Park in the league this year. Oh, have they? No, no. Berwick are quite indifferent at home. One, four, drawn three, lost four. Yeah. But the Arsenal have only, away from only won one away from home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's reasonable. I, I, mean, I well, don't know how it compares well, with Stenhouse Muir. I think. We spoke about Aaron, didn't we, earlier? At five to four. Uh, but I uh, saw that happens away from us already. No, ah, yeah, that's that's the thing that put me off that one is it a stop well being. And Aaron have been struggling there, been bit inconsistent really recently. Yeah. I, th- I think I think we're saying Elgin and Falkirk and then we're it's either Stenhousemuir or Berwick. Well, Berwick would be better out of the two in terms of form. In terms of at least maybe, let's see. Counting on a Oh, actually, Berwick have only won one out of the last six at home. Uh, last six at home. So same as what Stenhouse would have done. Ben should have played. It does. I think I, I think the fact of playing Montrose is the, the, the thing that swings it for them for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't make Montrose away from home at all. That sounds good to me. I go for it. All right, so that's Falkirk, Elgin and Berwick. A treble on that £10, courtesy of it, because 66 50 a ton. That we need a goal scorer. Yeah, now we need a goal scorer. Do we go? We stick with Rory McAllister? Give it uh, a break. Stick with Twist. Yeah, I think so. Former club as well. He'll be. Oh, former club. Yeah, that swings up. That's, I'm going with Rory McAllister. Then. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that was quick. That's what I like. A lot of the size of this. <laughs> a former club goal is always a bit better. Because football's funny. Absolutely, that. yes. Alright, so I'll get that tweeted out as usual. The odds will come later in the week because you never have nothing but week at this point in time. Um, and that's us for another podcast, I think. Thanks once again to Bookie for providing the bets, as always. Indeed. Good guys. Excellent. Always good with the, with the offers. Some of the enhanced offers for new customers at the weekend were brilliant. 
You were getting like abs about five to one or something. <laughs> oh, uh, we should add as well before we go. We might have a, a, a someone that likes a bit of a punt on the podcast next week. Yeah, that that would be very nice if we can get so, that. If you... so we'll, we'll we'll leave it open. But yes, uh, we will. All I'll say is check the forum. <laughs> you should check the forum anyway. By the way, just a general banter. <laughs> or, or Twitter. We're on there. R S F F podcast. Indeed. Somebody starts stealing my hosting duties. You're losing us. Well. Anyway, that's us for another week, I think. Uh, all it remains is to say thanks, everybody, for listening and thanks for coming on, guys. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Good man. Okay. Right. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>